Welcome back to the show. I have such an exciting conversation to share with you. This conversation is with Stephanie. I met her when I was in India and we were both taking the Kundalini yoga course for a month there. And as soon as I saw her, I just knew I was going to be friends with her. (laughs) And I just, I told her, I just, I just knew. And you'll notice when you listen to um, this episode that her, her energy and frequency is just so infectious. You just want to keep listening. She has so much knowledge, and uh, I'll just leave you to find out for yourself when you listen. But I was just so excited and so grateful to have this conversation. We, (laughs) she started telling me about my face. Okay, this is going to sound strange. And especially because I had no idea what face reading was. And the things that she was telling me when we were in India just was so many different breadcrumbs about different aspects of my face and what it meant. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so spot on and I need to know more about this. So come to find out, she is a face reader and face reading can actually lead you to understand about your life purpose, your strengths, talents, and personal potential. And just, it reminded me of like how we have human design and astrology and it's like the map of our birth chart. And literally face reading is the same thing. It's just using not your birth time and your location, but actually your face and what that has to do with why you're here. So super special. And I had never heard about this. You'll have to let me know if you've heard about this, but she is also a purpose mentor, meditation teacher, and creative directress. Stephanie's calling is to help you connect to your pure potential and help you realize who you truly are. She is a guide for authentic self-expression and does this with great respect for your universal uniqueness. For this purpose, she uses the wisdom of face reading, numerology, and meditation within her sessions. Stephanie is convinced that no one is born with their personality and, and talents purely by chance, but that a deeper idea of individual self-development is revealed behind them. And she believes that every quality, no matter how unloved, also contains positive aspects and exploring these lead us to the depths of the unimagined potential of ourselves. The highlights of this episode obviously is all about face reading, how it can unlock your purpose, all of these things. And one of my favorite things she talks about towards the end of the episode is about how what piercings can tell about us and what piercings mean and where you get them. So super fun. Also, her spiritual awakening kind of launched her to just jumping in and taking a channeling course, which somehow led her to face reading. So um, that was a fun journey to discuss. And she also tells us how to listen to yourself when there's so much information around, so much to digest, and really how to tune back into yourself. Oh, and at the very end of the episode, we talk about what a primordial sound is, how to use it in meditation, and this is just one of my favorite things that she had showed me. So without further ado, we should get into the episode. There's so much magic in it, so much to learn about her. So I urge you to book a session with her, a reading with her, a look at her services. It's just, there's so much magic, so much to do, so much to learn about yourself in so many different ways. So let's dive into it. I'm so excited to have Stephanie here on the podcast. Uh, this is going to be such a good chat. I just know ahead of time. Um, thank you so much for being here, Stephanie. Thanks for having me. I'm very yeah. excited. Yeah. So we'll just dive in. I want to know what is your morning routine currently look like? Interesting question. And I really thought about it, but I have to admit, I don't have one. What? Okay. <laughs> 
one, although I always try to establish one for myself, but I don't know why, but I really can't get it right. And I think there must be a reason about it that I can't get, like that I can't, don't, I'm not able to establish one, but maybe it's also one thing I like about it that I really decide anew every day what I really want to do in the morning. And sometimes I wake up and have the feeling I need a slow morning and then I prepare my coffee or I clean the apartment. And sometimes I wake up and I'm really inspired and go to the computer right away and create something or work on a project or I exercise or I meditate. So mm. I don't have one. Maybe no. I'm, I'm not a routine ritual person in general, though. I have to admit, I don't know why, because I think yeah. I know it helps a lot of people and I think it would help me as well. But maybe it's also a bit too boring for me if I can say it like this because even if my day is totally planned out I actually uh, want to be surprised by the day mm. so I want to wake up and I'm like how do I feel now what am I going to do what what do I like to do now and sometimes of course you can't because you have projects on or these kind of things but yeah I don't know I don't have one. Mm. <laughs> I kind of like that though it's like very flowy of like checking I guess it sounds like your routine is just checking in and be like, what, how do I feel? What do I want to do? Like it just, and then just run from there. So it's like, that's nice. Not having like a, a straight structure. I find myself like not even not being able to like hold on to a certain routine for any particular time. Like sometimes I will do it for a few days and then it'll go away or I'll do another one or I'll try on. Like I'm always similar in that way. So I like that. Just not kind of uh, allowing yourself to just do what you need to do for the day. That's beautiful. Um, so what would you expand or what would you say is your biggest or most recent expansion moment that you would like to chat about? I would say the most recent is actually the one we did together, the Kundalini mm. training. It was so much mm -hmm. fun. It was so great. The people, the environment, uh, the teachers, India as well. But I wouldn't say it was maybe the biggest one because in the or the I don't know the biggest one is hard to say because every experience I've had regarding spirituality or expansion was a was a puzzle piece for the bigger thing in a way but I would say like even starting to get into spirituality or engaging in, in spirituality was I think the biggest starting point because before mm. I was 30 it was not in my field. It was not that I was saying, oh, I don't believe in it or it's not relevant, but it was just not in my field, you know? It was like, yeah, it's there, but I don't know what to do with it. And then Christmas, after my 30th birthday, I was like, I don't know, I was just sitting at home. I was a bit bored because I'm an only child. It was just with my parents hanging out. And I was sitting at home, was like, and I had that idea out of the blue that said, you should get into that topic now. And I was like, hmm, interesting thought. <laughs> and then I just started off like doing research, watching videos. And I had a lot of friends who were engaging in spirituality and different things. I was like starting off with that and then I was starting books and I really got into it. And then I started like um, in that year, I started doing a channeling course where I learned a lot of stuff about energies and other entities and also a lot of shadows coming up for me, which I had to cope with which was a bit exhausting, but also very exciting. And since then, I've been doing a lot of stuff, a lot of different things, trying things out, did a meditation teacher training, which was also really intense in a good way, but mm. also really exciting. But also the things that are like not as 
don't seem as exciting, like just sitting there, breathing, or doing a vipassana where you just sit and meditate all day are also expansion moments, I would say. Mm. And also things reading in numerology, of course, because maybe that's also a bit of my pain point or was a bit of my pain point of not who, knowing who I am mm. as a person. Yeah. And um, so I got all into that topic and I learned a lot about this. And I think maybe also one of the biggest shifts or game changers for me was now it sounds so clear to me that you perceive the emotions of others and that you feel them in your body. But back then I didn't realize that this is a thing. So um, once I realized that some emotions I've been having are not even mine, they were like a huge shift. And I realized that in a really let's say intense moment when someone was really in love with me and I got into a big of trouble, like big trouble with that. And I felt like all that, these emotions and the butterflies and the belly and everything. And as soon as the person was not there anymore or physically close to me, I mm -hmm. didn't feel it as much anymore. And this was the first moment when I was like, Oh, wait a sec. <laughs> That's not even me. <laughs> these are not even my emotions. And this yeah. was a huge and now it appears so like normal to me but back yeah. then I was like, oh because I'm more of a clear sentient person so I feel and I was like oh okay this has nothing to do with me but I didn't know it before and I had like mood swings before I mean still feeling them but now I right. know it's not all about me and it's not all about my emotions and also face reading helped me a lot with that because sometimes I feel something about people but mm. I can't put it in words so I can't mm. find words to it. And with like the vocabulary of face reading and stuff, I, I can like categorize it in a way better for myself of what it is and why this person feels like that and these kind of things. So yeah. I think that, that was a huge, a small one, but a huge expansion moment at the same time. Yeah. I mean, so many to unpack, like even, uh, I mean, to give reference of like, you know, how we connected with the most recent, um, expansion moment. We were both in India together at an ashram learning about Kundalini yoga. And that's how we connected. And then for you to have that, <laughs> to have like your spiritual awakening, I mean, it always happens in that, in those moments where it's like, uh, that kind of silence curiosity, but for you to like go straight into like, yeah, let me learn about spirituality and then go straight into like a channeling course is like zero to a hundred, which I mean, I resonate because I did something very similar where I was just like, yeah, I want to learn about this energy healing modality. Let's just dive into it and do it. But, um, having that experience and then going through all of that so quickly and then just, just allowing yourself to like finding like following your curiosity of things and then leading into face reading is really interesting how that ties back to like your emotions and then being able to like, like you said, put to words what you felt, but couldn't put into words. And I think that's so much of the experience early on that people have before they're like awakening or before they know what they're feeling or what they're knowing or seeing is what it actually is. And when, and I think that's what spiritual awakening is essentially is putting to words or understanding or awareness to what we have already been doing all of our life, but not understanding actually what is behind it. You know what I mean? So totally. um, I just find that really, yeah. Yeah. So how did you even like, so you kind of talked about your 
beginning. Well, let me actually, let me ask you that are my final question and then we'll get further into your journey. Yeah. But, um, what would you say is the most alien thing about you? The weirdest thing? Uh, because I think through those things that we share with each other, we can feel less weird about and embrace all of our, our strangeness. That's a really good question because for me, the things don't feel alien anymore. So I think it really depends on who you ask because some people think I'm pretty yeah. normal, which I am on the one hand <laughs> and other people would say, Oh my God, what is she doing next? Or what is she doing now? Again, crazy stuff, you know, which is also right in a way. So I, yeah. so I don't know. I mean, I just know about myself that even when I was a child, I always, was eager to know what holds the world together in its essence and why you are mm. you and why I am I and what connects us and what doesn't and where's the difference and all these kind of things. And I think sometimes it's weird for people to, to see me like asking all these questions all the time and never finding an end because they just go to work, do they live their life. They go mm. out to do whatever they want. And I'm always like, I want to know more. I want to know all of it. Like I want to understand all of the puzzles and how everything is connected. But as you yeah. know me now as well a bit too. So what would you say? What's the weirdest thing about me? <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's the same. It's the same way. Like I, um, and it's just like, yeah, you feel completely normal around the people that you are interested in the same things. And I think that's why like listening to like chats about the, like things like this or be, putting yourself into a container to learn with others that are interested in the same thing like we did where, when we were in an ashram. Like when you're surrounded with people that are also interested in all the things that you are, you do feel less weird because you're like, oh, yeah, there's more people that are interested in these things. But if you step outside of that and go into more of like the mainstream people that are just living their lives day to day than it is. You, you look wildly weird, but like, I, I resonate with that too, where some people are just like, Oh yeah, cool. She's doing that now. And it's just like, what the fuck is she's doing now? <laughs> but, um, I think I'm trying to think about the most alien thing about you. Um, I, I wouldn't say it's like the weirdest thing, but just like your percept, like, as I know you, your perception and the way that you interpret the world around you, it has just a different, uh, you're, it's just such a different lens. And that's why I, maybe that's just like one thing that I actually really like about you is just that, um, yeah, when, when you're able to experience life side by side with someone and that's why like different friendships and relationships can be so expanding on its own, but like you just had a different way of like, um, uh, looking at things and it was down to the little things where it was like, say that we disagreed on something uh, that we learned in one of our classes. And I was like, and I would be like, Oh, what do you think about that? And you're like, oh, I'm not going to pay attention to that. And I'll write it down. But it was just, just uh, something that you just, you quickly moved on what doesn't, didn't resonate with you. And um, I just appreciated being able to like be in your energy that way. And, um, I think that that was like your different perception or, um, experience of the world was just, is just different. And that's what I like about you. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah. Because I took, it took me a while to, because when you start, like when, because I really like got, as I said, got quickly into the whole topic of spirituality and was soaking up everything. And at some point I got really confused because there were so many opinions, so many information, so many 
things and I was like oh my god but these people are saying this these people are saying this and at some point I was like okay I have to make a decision on how I move on or what I'm really interested in or how I perceive all of these things so it actually took me a while to really yeah. say okay this resonates with me and I'm gonna like integrate it in, into my life or not and these things I just leave there because I also had the moments of in the beginning I was like this is totally crazy or I don't believe in any of these and in some later stages I was like ah now it totally makes sense to me or I didn't understand it before so I would never say now no this doesn't make sense this is not real or this is not the truth I would just say mm, not for me at the moment I might not understand it or maybe never understand it but let's mm. leave it there maybe yeah. I'll pick it up at a later stage or not so that's why yeah. I, also, I write it down maybe when I read it again in two years I'm like ah now it makes sense to me or even less yeah or not so yeah yeah it took yeah me while, like, to come to yeah. the point of figuring out what how I cope with all of that information or how I process it as well. And I'm still, I'm still doing because there's still so many things so much. like appearing and you're like, what? Never heard of that. <laughs> it's so true. Especially when you start diving into this and you're like, oh my gosh, you're like unlearning and relearning all different things and your whole mind can just be like, and that's how I was too. Cause I'm also such a researcher and I love to, I love to learn different perspectives and, and when I had first started out, I was watching so many things and taking all these things in. And I'm like, well, what about this? And what about this? And these people say slightly different things. And, you know, uh, which one is true? And then you're trying to find the truth. And it's like, yeah, you have to kind of take that breath and then be able to um, take what resonates uh, with yourself and um, decipher those things. And I think that's like a big part of people's first journey is like going so far into the information and then the next stage of just being able to like retreat and be like, okay, but what do, what do I think and believe? And then how can I digest these things? So I think that is, um, super relevant for people's journeys too, but all right. So with your awakening and you did all these courses and you are, yeah, absolutely. Did, tell me how you got yourself into or found or stumbled on face reading and how that has kind of shaped your like perception of things now. It was a, let's say coincidence of, although I don't believe in coincidences in that way, but I was not looking, I didn't even know that face reading exists. So I was just doing some research mm -hmm. about like how to find out who you are, <laughs> like all of these things, because I'm also a person that has yeah. many different facets and also like that thing of like feeling the emotions of other people. I was like, mm, I would need to figure out who I really am. And then I just stumbled upon it on YouTube or I don't even remember where. And I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. What is it? <laughs> and then I found uh, my... <laughs> one of my teachers, like my main teacher, that teacher that I had. And I was like, okay, I'm going to just do a course and see what it's like. So I never had a reading before even. I was like, I just want to find out more about it. And then I kind of got stuck to it. And then I was doing more and more courses. And I learned so many different informations about like, not even me, because there's so many vocabulary let's say and it's like a proper language. And I learned a lot about myself. And later I had even a reading with my teacher 
I learned so many mm. things. I was like, oh, wow, that's so interesting. And then people were coming up to me, like, can you do a reading for me? What does my face say? And that's how it all started. But I never really, in the beginning, made the decision of I'm going to be a face reader now. I'm going to become a face reader and I'm going to read faces, you know. I was just yeah. so curious and interested about it. And I learned a lot about myself. And I also learned a lot, a lot about myself through other people, like mm. reading other people. So I understood them more and how I can react or how I can interact with them on their level, on their way of consciousness, on their way of thinking or behaving and why they're structured or wide in a specific way and how I can, let's say, fit in, not that I'm going to change myself, but how on which level we can meet in a way, you know? Yeah, yes. That's I, I think that's, oh, I love that part because it's like how we, uh, learn to understand others. We get to better understand ourselves because we're all these different pieces and parts and reflections of ourselves and what we see in others is in us and things like that. So that makes sense that reading other people could, could also provide you such information. And just to speak with like my experience, like you had just read my face and uh, first of all, I also like when we were in India and you had just mentioned it, I had no idea face reading was a thing. Like, I think that was for me, like for my journey, it was like personal getting in like the foot in the door of personal development. And then also the same questions of who am I, who are others? What are we here doing? Like, what's the purpose behind everything? That's what got me started too. And so, uh, it's interesting which modalities we stumble on that find us. And I didn't even know face reading was this thing that, you know, the way that you had described it originally was like, just like our natal chart or birth chart has information and stored and, and uh, information that we can learn from to better understand ourselves, our face has the same thing. And I'm like, duh, that makes so much sense that um, that our face has those details, you know. And um, so uh, I just I thought that was really interesting when I, I first learned about it through you. And your reading with me was just such. It's like everything, everything that you know, but again, what you said, like putting words to what you, you couldn't beforehand. So many ahas of like, oh my gosh, this just makes sense down to the phase, down to the life phase that I'm in right now of the venture. And, and it's just, it's almost like these tools allow us to like better understand ourselves and also give not not that we need it, but that like reassurance or that guidance of like, yeah, these are the things it's like confirmation of like what you're already doing, um, and who you already are and then how you could anchor into that even further. So can you break down like just how, like the different structures of the face readings, um, uh, that you had did with, with mine and what that tells like kind of about, um, like with the personality and each little part that you like dive into about the reading that people can um, get more of a better understanding of like what a face reading would be like. But it's, it's also different from uh, you were cutting off, but I hope I got what you were saying. It's different yeah. from person to person because for some like you, they are already living their um, in that moment, life archetype or personality or their potential, it sometimes it just helps for them to know, or it's a reassurance for others. It's sometimes really an aha moment because they, some people come come out from burnout or they don't live their talents and they're like, Oh, I didn't know I have the talent because it is e e Sometimes it's for them. It's so easy for me. I didn't know it's a talent. 
then mm. I can make something out of it because I just do it like next to all the other stuff I'm hustling with or yeah. some even come from a different um, family environment and they have to become doctors or something and they don't even know that they're creatives or these kind of things. So it's really different. Mm. Some people have these aha moments of or contradictions because we keep flip-flopping between two different things and we always have the feeling of we're not there because we have these two contradictions and sometimes we feel that way and sometimes we feel that way but they sometimes they just don't see how they can combine it or how it really makes sense and then you can create some aha moments with them to say you know when you bring these things together or that's why like you have these two different hearts within yourself <laughs> Trying to expand, change your life, and step out of your comfort zone can feel overwhelming, scary, and straight up a bad idea, even though you feel like your life is all sorts of fucked. I know you've dived into personal development, taken a look at your limiting beliefs, changed some habits, tried doing shadow work, feel like you're making moves in your life, but then bam, you're back where you are, where you were, with your old habits, thought patterns, and you're just like sick of it. You're feeling like you finally want to step up and be your authentic self and not be who everyone wants you to be. You feel ready to pull off the layers put on by others in society. You realize there is a bigger mission for you, but what actually is it? You know there is so much more to life than what you are doing right now, but how do you find the time, energy, and clarity for it all? The Spice It Up Mastery Mentorship is here to help you unfuck yourself, show up as your authentic self, hold you all accountable for your energy, show you how to do your own energy work, up-level your mindset through daily protocol check-ins and frequency work, and finally stop giving all the unnecessary fucks. All of this in three months. I help you do this with my intuitive energy approach as I apply actionable brain rewiring techniques, provide light language energy work, create a personalized weekly protocol for you, and take you through the process of transformation with me at your side to finally unfuck yourself, like for real this time. This is a container for you if you're truly ready for change that you have been craving. I will help you move through my four-step process of eliminate, energy, upgrade, take charge, and become to get you where you need to be. If this feels like a yes to you, message me on Instagram. We will chat via voice message to see if we're a good match. I am so excited to dive in and create magic with you and finally unfuck your life. DM me the word spice on Instagram to chat about the Spice It Up Mastery Mentorship Program. You know, so it's, it depends from person to person how close the yeah. person is to their authentic self or not. I mean, I explained it also yesterday when the face readers differ between personality and character and personality is our potential and our essence we were born with and all the talents and everything. And character is what accumulates um, throughout our life, which is not a bad thing, but it, all the, all the things that like we learn and all the beliefs from the family, from the environment, from the culture, even from the environment, uh, and the climate and all of these things or school or friends um, they all create this character and sometimes it's very far apart from our personality and the closer it gets the more authentic we can live and of course we have mm. different roles in a way that we're here we are a child there we are the ceo of a company there's a different thing but still you can be authentic and the further apart these move the harder it gets for us to really live a balance and winning life in a way. Our personality and our character 
aligned, that's the more authentic we live, no matter what we're doing in childhood or as a CEO or, you know, however that's being expressed, um, which is so beautiful because we do have this identity or character or role that we can put ourselves into from work or from family. And, um, and then sometimes we can feel like we're just playing that part of ourselves instead of just being like that actual essence of who we are. And I think that's such a beautiful way to overlap of like, okay, how can we actually not just disassociate from either one, but blend them together to then live more authentically, which is what we're all really striving to kind of do. Um, so you had listed traits of, of character, of personality. What were some of the other topics that you had covered in the face reading structure um, that helps us better understand ourselves? What we did with you was a life path or um, mm-hmm. a life purpose reading in a way. And to define a life purpose, so the Chinese, to go back a bit, the Chinese give you a life purpose archetype. But this archetype is not like just one archetype. It's based on three different pillars. So it's based mm-hmm. on your personality. So we were looking at your personality in the beginning. It's based on your talents, the talents you have and the combination of talents. And it's based on your life sentences. And life sentences are like principles for you that help you to stay in a balanced way on a winning track because every feature in your face or every characteristic you can live the face readers would say in a winning or a losing way. So more too excessive mm-hmm. or too passive or in a balanced way. So these help you to stay in a balanced way or to use your potential in the right way. So according to these three pillars, if we had looked all um, onto all of them, um, the Chinese give um, life purpose archetypes. They can also build up. Sometimes it's just one. Sometimes they build up because there are ones where you have to have more experience in life already. So you won't have them from childhood on or from like your teenage years on. And sometimes there's things in between like yours, like the adventurer, or there's one that's called the traveling student, which you have to go through for a specific period of time to then move into um, another one. But they're all based on your face. I also integrate the numerology and the numbers sometimes to get some more information on that. But they're based on the quality I can see in your face. And they're like the archetypes serve, like they don't give you a job. This is the job you have to do because they're also like so many years old, like 3000 years old. So they didn't have the jobs we have now, but they give you their serve as a kind of North star for you as the direction, what you're going to do. So what you can do or the things, you can, how you can express them in life. It can be various, many different things, but you can use it as a North Star or as a general energy you can work with for living your life purpose because it contains all of your um, life sentences, talents, and the personality um, you have as a potential. Yeah, it felt like, it, for me, for for the reading, it felt like broad enough to wear... Um, I didn't feel like, oh, these are the things that you have to do or predictive or like the, this is the, the box that you should be in. But it was like, it was broad enough for me to be like, oh, okay. But also specific to where it like kind of just guides you in that direction of like where those talents were. And for me, and I can understand for like, uh, you know, if someone uh, has those aha moments being like, whoa, I totally didn't know that was like a talent of mine, but now I do. And, um, but for me where I'm, I've done a lot of personal work where, 
even deeper and deeper. And so when you were reviewing them with me, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I, I know that. Or like, I, I am doing those things and it, it felt exciting to where like, that was like part of this like version of a path that could be going on. Um, so those details, um, and even like when you were describing the life sentences, um, of, uh, of what the life, can you explain a little bit of what the life sentences mean and, um, how those can kind of help people to, um, live like more authentically? They're, yeah, they're actually proper sentences. So you receive a list of sentences <laughs> from yeah. according to your feature. <laughs> um, so yeah. when I see someone loves to give always goes full on, for instance, as an example, loves to give 100%. You have to be careful that that person doesn't give 100, 110% all the time because this is too much. Mm. So you would give them a life sentence that says you can also sometimes just give 90% because you're still there because they tend to like go do too much or some mm. people do not too less. It's really rare, actually, but they live it too excessively or yeah. they um, love security so much that they don't cross the borders of their own little four walls. So you would mm. give them a life sentence that helps them to like sometimes look out of the door, at least to look out of the door and see what's going on around them and these kind of things. So these are yeah. like principles for you that help you to balance yourself out. Or sometimes people that speak, 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 speak a lot, they need a life sentence that says um, they need to listen more in a way. You know, mm, so that they, yeah. so that they can react more, so that they, through listening, they learn how to what to say properly, not just to speak for the sake of speaking, but to speak to connect to other people. Yeah. Okay. That and you had so a really sense. long list. Of- <laughs> <laughs> so many, <laughs> so many sentences. That's that's what keeps me uh, busy all the time. Um, okay. So four, and then also you. Um, you had started too with like, uh, just to give people a breakdown of like all the things that you look at is like from like the face shape down towards like different elements of all of the face, like freckles and shape size and like the eyes and like every, every little piece. And one of the things that you had mentioned when we were in India, that was like really interesting was just, was also what piercings mean too. And why people, uh, get certain piercings. Um, and I think that's kind of a fun thing for people to like, uh, you know, so many of us have different sorts of piercings, but for anybody that's listening that has certain elements, can you give like a little bit of like information of like maybe what a nose piercing means per side or like the septum or like, um, just a little tidbit, uh, of information for people that they can maybe take with them. Sure. Piercings are mostly all about grounding because it's metal and every part of the face is connected to a different topic in life, for instance. And when we talk about nose piercing, for instance, so when you have a piercing at the nostrils like you have and the different sides also have different are connected to different topics, like the right side of your face, like your right side is more the public side, is more the male side, is more the side of the work you're doing. And the left side is more the private side, the emotional side, the family side, the feminine, um, feminine side as well. 
Um, and the nostrils, mm. they all have to do with breathing, of course, and, um, and freedom. So the freedom to breathe freely as well. So if you have a nose piercing on the nostril, it shows, mm. it depends on which side it is, it shows that you need room or space to breathe there. If you have it, for instance, on the right side, which is more the public side and the work life side, it's good for you to be a freelancer, for instance, or to work freely so that you don't be too much engaged in stiff structures in a company, for instance. Or if you have it on the left side, which is the emotional side, the private side, you if you date someone with a piercing like that, you should be careful that you not overwhelm them with your emotions because they always need their space to breathe, their emotional space. So you have to be careful to not invade them with like your emotions <laughs> a lot or go too far too quickly, for instance. Gotcha. Well, that's, that's really also helpful with the for ears, people to know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so if you date someone with nose piercings, you know that. <laughs> now you know. Give them so space. So it depends okay. really on mm-hmm. when you have the piercing. Yeah. It yeah. depends on where you have the piercing. Also, sometimes how big it is, because mm. the bigger it is or the more you have in one specific space, the more grounding you actually need or the more you, um, the mm. more important topic is for you or to, to deal with that topic as well. Mm, I think that's so interesting down to the little things that we do. Um, wow. I, I wonder if, do you find like, because different, you know, because piercings or uh, nose piercings are more uh, like in theme or, or more prevalent with people like around, you know, coming up in this like age, I guess, do you think that it's just like, not necessarily just a trend, but also just the whole kind of collective needing that grounding or needing to express that freedom. Do you think that like plays a part too, where it's just like you see these different waves of us like exploring spirituality and, and what freedom looks like for us. And then that's also expressed through piercings. Absolutely. I think it's both. I think there is a reason why there's a trend now. It is a trend and many people are hopping Mm -hmm. on the trend. Also, when it comes to uh, tattoos, for instance, and you can also Mm -hmm. read tattoos, but it really depends on the motive, like the the image you have on on the body. But there's a reason why this trend appeared, because there's the general and collective energy that uh, carries you through that. So I think we need a lot of grounding, or it's also the time to cope with past traumas to really look to onto your shadows and see how you can reframe them or how you can release them in a specific way. And sometimes you need the help of piercing subconsciously, Ooh. of course, because you don't do it consciously. If I, I put my, like I get a piercing there because I have these and these issues, but you do it yeah. subconsciously because the body knows or the spirit knows. So, um, and it helps you in that sense to work on it or while you are working on it, it helps you to ground yourself. So I think it's both. It's like a collective thing and a trend thing. But I think there is a cause for the trend to be there in that specific moment in time or oh, that specific so side guys you have. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. Because, yeah, that was just just uh, sparked my interest. I'm like, huh, I wonder, because it is kind of like. Uh, a fad, but it makes sense that those trends are in that subconscious. Like so much of what we do is from our subconscious. So when we're able to kind of dive into deeper to be like, oh, why do I do that? Is then we can kind of get to know ourselves even further. Um, yeah. Okay. So the, and the face reading, um, 
you provide, and also you do a bit of meditation too, like you had given me. Can you talk a little bit about the primary, pri- I don't know how to say it right, primordial sound? For, <laughs> is that right? <laughs> yes. Great. Um, for the meditation, because that was like also something that I, and this is what I love about having connections with different people. You just learn so many different aspects. And uh, can you speak to what that sound is and how we can use it and, and um, how, yeah, just, just take it from there. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I did uh, several meditation teacher trainings, so I'm also giving meditation lessons um, and meditation instructions and guided meditation. But there is the specific one you were talking about is the primordial sound meditation. So it's a mantra based meditation and you receive your own mantra based on the time and day of your birth. So it goes back to the old Vedic scriptures when the old uh, sages found out that the universe has specific sounds throughout the years that uh, were going like in, in, waves or circles let's say um and it and, and they always saw when the moon is changing the sound is changing so we have the universal sound om which is always there but there are like um other sounds that um changed throughout time and while you were born there was one specific sound that helped you to go from the non-local domain to the local domain so it served kind of a, as a gateway for you to move from um, the other side to the material side, let's say. Yeah. And when you meditate on this mantra or this bija sound, because it doesn't have a meaning like the typical mantras we know, like uh, shivoham or um, other ones, um, it serves like a sound and it serves like a gateway where you can go back from the local to the non-local domain, where all your potential is, where you can get inspiration, where you can get... Uh, energy and prana from and when you meditate on this which i gave to you guys it was just not uh, not just you but um, other people as well when you meditate on this it helps you really to tap more into your full potential and to go that way from the local to the non-local back to the non-local domain yeah oh i just thought that was incredible too because it's just it makes so much sense that we are you know these energetic beings that you know was the these non-physical beings at first and so to have like a sound as you came into the earth like through the own like how you described and using your own specific sound when you came in from the you know from the non-physical into the physical is just it's been very powerful for me to be able to use in my own practice um and it was just something that i i didn't know existed just like the face reading and it's just another element that you can you provide personally to give so much information to your to that person or it's like that another layer of self-awareness that you get to dis- discover yourself in a different way. And even that's what the face reading did where I had these different personality traits and life sentences and past. And it's like, I was able to kind of sit with them and be like, okay, how does this like uncover who I am more and how can I journal and dive deeper into these elements after the reading? And it was just, just those, just those two things have been so powerful for me in this last like month since, um, you know, um, since I've been using them and just recently with the face rating. And, uh, I think that these are just two elements that are so like not in the mainstream of like how, 
how you can get to know yourself. Like we have other more popular ones with astrology and now coming up with human design and stuff, but this is such a different ancient way to, to get to know ourselves in that different way with our face elements. So I just, I just, it's, it's amazing what you do. And I think that it will help so many people be able to be like, okay, this is who I am and this is what I'm here to express. And we know it at a soul level, but sometimes we just need that extra reassurance or that, um, those words to what we feel. So I think you do a really phenomenal job with that. Um, yeah, well, how can people, um, connect with you and how can they get a face reading and, uh, what also does your meditations, uh, offerings look like? So how can we, uh, work more with you? So you can check out my website. It's stephaniekling.com. And you can also follow me on Instagram, which is stephaniekling.co. So you can get some information there, more about face reading, more about meditation as well. So you can book a reading on the website as well directly. Mm -hmm. And you just choose a date and then you book um, book the reading. And then what I would usually need when we do it through Zoom because you never know about the quality of the image or the connection or um, these kind of things. I would ask you f- to send me a photo up front of your face. So I would also prepare the reading up front. And then, I, but it's without like your micro expressions or your mimics. So I would look at um, them in the call itself mm. and make some notes, notes so that the reading itself, the call itself is really all about handing you and giving you the information from the reading, from your face, your life sentences, your talents, all of these kind of things, your contradictions. Um, yeah, as I said, you can just book them on my website and meditations. I have some online meditations, um, that you can download from my website and purchase or on inside timer as well, or you come to Germany and have some live meditation sessions with me <laughs> because Ooh. most of them are really, really um, in German. but sometimes I uh-huh. also do, do online ones also in English or in German. It depends. Okay. I'm beautiful. And I'll have all of those find listed out too. On my website, on my Instagram. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And I'll list everything down below. So the links are just super fresh for everybody. Um, but this is uh, this has been amazing. Um, hopefully within uh, my own internet connection, we will we'll be okay with all of our little parts of the interview because it's just been so enlightening for, for, I know this will be so powerful for people just to even that piercings part of getting to know, um, yourself, but highly, highly, highly recommend you to get a face reading with Stephanie. It was just so powerful. I loved it so, so, so much. And it's just such a cool tool. Like it's your face. Like, of course it has meaning. So, um, I just think that it's, it's incredible. And, um, I've loved having this chat with you and thank you so much for being here. Thank you so, 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 so much. It was a great pleasure. Thanks for having me. It's always mm-hmm. fun to hang out with you live or online. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I hope you felt the magic from this episode. And if you did, I would love if you were to share it with any friends or family you think it would resonate with. 
I'm also on Instagram and TikTok at erica.eternalexpansion. So please send me a message if you enjoyed this and you would like more episodes like this. I'm sending you lots and love and light your way. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you.